The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. I'm grimacing because it was such an opportunity. Possession-wise, I thought they were good, but they didn't have the cutting edge and they don't have Sam Kerr. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB Sports, in partnership with Carlsberg 00. The best-tasting 00 beer in the world? Probably. Always drink responsibly. Get the facts. Be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie. Start at the very beginning and take you back to your family and just tell me a little bit about them and I suppose your your early days. Growing up initially it was me, my twin brother, uh, my mum and my dad and a lot of our early days we lived in Bristol in in England Um, so my mum moved to England when she was in like her early 20s. Funnily enough mum was told she could never have kids Um, so some people know this, some people don't so they actually adopted me and my twin brother Um, and we were about a year and a half and then lo and behold a couple of years later they fell pregnant with uh, our younger brother Conley. We did move back to Bristol I can't really remember how many years about two years I think we lived here and then we moved back to Ireland. So we moved back to Wexford moved in with my nanny and then we got our own house then um, in Wexford town and spent kind of a lot of time there. Brianna was um, always um, full of beans she was Always climbing, she loved the playground. Growing up with my two brothers, we lived on an estate where there was loads of other kids our age, which was great. And they would play everything. They would play cricket, they would play football, they would play badminton, tennis, every kind of sport, and they absolutely loved it. But you could really see Rihanna's focus was more on sports than on Barbie or anything pink. (laughs) But uh, yeah, she she very much lived for football and she when she played with the boys it never bothered her never bothered her she was a girl it never bothered them she was a girl because they just went in just as hard as the rest of them um but she just she just really really loved it yeah um and you'd only ever see her with a ball under her arm to be honest so my mum brought Jordan up to the local boys team um North End United which was run by the other side of our family the Dempsey's and mum was up there, we were watching this training session and then mum said when we got home for the next week until the next session I pestered her. I was like, please can I go, please can I go? She was like, no, no, that's Jordan's thing, we'll get you into something else. And she hates me saying this, but she was like, football isn't for girls. <laughs> I remember we were coming home from school and I said, Rihanna, you know, you're going to be a tennis player, you're going to go to this place, you know, this, this tennis place and they're going to give you a pro. And she just turned around and she looked at me and she said, Mum, I'm going to be a footballer. And I was like, no, you, no, you're not. Girls don't play football. If anyone knows Rihanna, she's more determined than anyone. So she cried and cried and cried until Doreen brought her back up. And she said, listen, can Rihanna join in as well? And they let her. So she spent many years playing with the boys. She has made me eat my words a million times. I always thought she was very good, to be fair. Um, especially her playing with boys, she was always physical and she was always kind of getting stuck in, like always never, not afraid to be who she was on and off the pitch, but from a very young age I always seen that there was something special about her. She had played for North End, that was her first team, even though she played with the boys. I just remember coming up here as a, as a kid obviously with my sister and just being excited like to start playing football. Um, and just to get into things, especially when you're doing something like with your twin, um, it makes makes it even all the better, like you know. 
when I started playing football, she had already been playing football, so and I knew she had already been playing with the lads. So for me, it was nothing new. It was just that we were out having fun, um, playing with my cousins and my friends, and, and so on and so forth. And if I wasn't playing it in training and games, we were playing on the street. If we weren't doing that, we were playing the PlayStation or the Xbox. Um, if I wasn't doing that, I was watching football religiously on the TV. My mum always had um, a thirst for sport. Like I'd often come home and my mum would be just sitting in watching sport. And it didn't really matter what sport it was, she'd always be interested in it. So it, it was always in, in the house, if you know what I mean. There was always a sport element in the house. I'm an Arsenal fan and we laugh, we don't know where we got that from, but turns out my uncle Dennis, he's an Arsenal fan as well, so must have picked that up from there. I knew Rihanna was the superior footballer than Jordan, so I was like, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose Rihanna's team. Um, so I'm, I'm an Arsenal supporter as well. I'm a United supporter, yeah. Yeah, they probably won't, they probably won't agree with this, but they supported United as well when they were very young, and the two of them just abandoned me and went for Arsenal. But uh, yeah, the rivalry has always been there, and it's, it's a good crack when two teams come together. Like you know, there's a bit of jeering and laughing and joking, but yeah, it's good. But they did abandon me. <laughs> I was definitely obsessed with football. I think as we were younger, um, I didn't really think nothing of it because you're just there and you're enjoying football. But as, you, as we kind of got older and the games got more competitive and you kind of want to play like, um, there was a time where I was sitting on a bench watching Rihanna play football. She just can't stop smiling whenever she's playing football. She's always laughing, she's always smiling. She would always be one um, smiling, laughing, playing football. I don't know if she was laughing at being better than boys or just laughing because she liked playing football. And then we moved back to England. Then she played for Eastern Girls. Um, which is her first girls team. So when we went to Bristol and I joined the all-girls team, um, there's a coach of mine, Jules Cook. Um, so I actually met her. It, my mum turned 60 in Bristol um, the start of October, and my mum invited her and her partner. Um, so I actually spoke to her for the first time in years, but she's followed my career the whole way through. Um, so she was kind of encouraged me a lot in that sense and kept in touch with my mum even when we left Bristol. I first met Rihanna when she came um, to one of our training sessions at Eastern Girls Football Club. There were a variety of different girls that came to the club because it was a very much a community-based club. It was really important to get different girls along, the, whatever their ability. But when girls turn up in a full Arsenal kit, you know that you're kind of halfway there. And Rihanna was one of those girls. So um, I always knew that she, you know, at that moment, she, she looked like she wanted to be a player. And by the time we moved back to Ireland and she went back to North End, North End had then got a girls team. And then I had to go and play with the girls. I was probably was devastated at that point that I had to go play with the girls because the boys were much better and I just preferred playing with them. I think anybody could have seen that she had the potential to be a professional baller. Um, she was faster than anybody else. She was stronger than anybody else. She scored more goals than anybody else. Um, you know, and, but she was really lovely and modest with it as well and, and was really um, liked by the team. Then with Wexford Youth, obviously you had like such a successful time with them as a club. Tell us a little bit about when you first started playing with them and like what that experience was like. Um, so joining Wexford Youth was a new experience for me. The summer before the Women's National League started, um, I think I was 16, so I was my first year allowed to play in what was the FAI Cup at that point and we played with the Wexford representative squad and it was off the back of that summer then that the Women's National League was starting. Everybody knew of Rihanna and Wexford to be honest whether it was in the boys game or the girls game and that was the first time meeting her and uh, she, you could see straight away she was exceptional. She was a natural talent, you could see. I mean she was playing at that time, she was only 16, she was actually only of the age to play seniors at the time 
So she was playing against girls who were a lot physically stronger than her, girls that were older than her, more experienced than her. But you could just see that she just had a talent. She had a gift. She had a gift for scoring goals. She didn't have to. She wasn't the person. She was actually the last person we had to coach because she just all you had to do was set it up for her and she was going to score the goals. Um, I mean, there's no question she had room for improvement. But at 16, you just could see she was a talent. And I think the first year was kind of. Not a hit of reality, but it was different. I'd gone from like dominated the Wexford leagues, was 16, was playing in the women's team from I was like 13 or 14, was one of the better players, and then you go into this new team that's been set up, but into a new league in Ireland, and we were kind of a little bit behind when we first started off, behind the likes of your P Mounts, um, your Rahinis at the time, who had like all the best players in Dublin playing. And I think our first season, um, we started well, but there was a few games where we got like I think P Mount beat us like seven 0 in one game and. From there, the first year, we kind of grew strength to strength. But for me, it was a case of I'd always gotten away with being unfit playing in the Wexford League. But then going into playing in the League of Ireland, it was a completely different ball Couldn't game altogether. She played with North End. She was getting player of the year and all that. And she really was doing pretty good. And then she got called up when she was 14. She got called up for the Irish under-17s. And she did actually go to play for them. So that's where her career with the Irish team started she was about 13 when they called her up yeah well, the first year even though like I never went to the trials I wasn't a starter I didn't really play that much and it was kind of like the second year that I grew into my own and I grew into a starting position then in the Irish under 17s team and kind of just had a good year that year and then tore my ACL for the first time then I think it was the end of our second year maybe it was my last year under 19s um, but going into that Wexford youth team was probably the best thing ever happened to me. I ended up playing from 2011 until the end of the 2019 season when I left then to go to, to Brighton um, but it was like a family for me. In the midst of all that my mom moved to England when I was 19, my mom and young, my younger brother so it was just me and my twin mm. and I think just going in training with the girls, being there with them kind of two, three times a week. John Flood, Lizzie Kent done a lot for me, they still do a lot for me now. If I pick up the phone right now and ring them they'd pick up the phone and helped me out with everything um, so it was definitely a big part and obviously going through tearing my ACL three times with Wexford as well was was massive needed them lent on them so much and as I said they're just amazing everyone that's come through that club and everyone that's still there when we were going to compete with top teams in Dublin like the Rahinis the P-Mounts we knew we didn't have all the talent that was there but we knew one thing if you can unify people if you can join them together you don't have to have the best 11 people on the field and we always said culture and communication is king. The main thing in Wexford since 2011, since the Women's National League team was set up, was, and I was involved as the manager at the time, we always said family was the most important thing. She just went from strength to strength with the, with the Wexford team. Um, she, the, it, was a, it was a wonderful team. I mean, the girls, they were absolutely fantastic. It was like a family. She would get have to go and train with the Irish team and the Wexford team. I was involved in the Irish setup from I was 14 or 15 I think was the first time I was was called in and before that like I never knew that Ireland had a women's team. Women's side have had incredible success at underage levels. What was that like for you at such a young age going to compete at such a like major tournament? and doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I think for us it nearly became the norm because I remember when we first went up for that trial um, it was Noel and Harry were our managers and they we were on the pitch or we were in a meeting and they were like why is everybody here and we're all looking at each other like 15, 16 year olds we're like 
play for Ireland. He was like, no, why are we here? And from that first day, they were like, we're here to win the medal. We're here to win a European medal. And we did. We ended up finishing second in Europe, got beaten on penalties by Spain. But by finishing second, it allowed us to qualify for, for the World Cup a couple of months later. And it was just unbelievable that whole way through. Um, something that, I, that, I'll, that I'll never forget. At the end of the day, whether she plays on the street or she plays for Ireland, she'll always make you proud. And it was a huge, huge, huge moment. It was in the junior squads when she was picked up. And it was it was like <laughs> when Dorian told me, I just remember going, oh, really? Like, as in, really? And she was like, yeah, because I knew she was good enough. But you know yourself when you come from a small town and you kind of think to yourself, ah, who will ever see her to, to know how good she is but my god they know and there's plenty of scouts out there looking for them um, all days of the week I think even looking back on, on that squad and the Irish teams and even every Irish team to date it's like you pride yourself on, on hard work and being hard to beat and the rest will follow and our team was, was definitely like that once we became hard to beat and then focused on the football then it was we didn't lose very many games and then those that we did lose I think we beat Germany in the semi-final and that was the first game that they'd lost at under 17 level um, for a long long time What was the experience like getting the call to say that you were getting your first senior cap? Oh it was it was unbelievable um, in 2014 I went to America and done a semester over there and while I was over there I was chatting to Sue Ronan who was the manager at the time and she was like, we want to bring you into a training camp in the January. Um, are you home for Christmas, whatever, and that was fine. So I ended up being called into the senior team for the first time then, that January, when I came back from America. Unfortunately, tore my ACL again <laughs> in my first game. Then my second game back with the Irish team, tore my ACL again. So those, <laughs> as fond the memories they are, they're great. Um, but I think for me, the best feeling was being called back in under Colin Bell um, in 2018. So it was obviously coming off the back, um, went to the World Student Games with him in 2017. Um, and then he called me into the senior team in 2018 and kind of went from there. And I think for me, that was probably an unbelievable feeling because it was off the back of my three ACLs it had been a point as I said where I didn't know whether I wanted to play when I really realised how determined she was was that first uh, ACL injury like I always knew she was she would, she would excel in anything she did but this was something that was the first real speed bump in her career I, I, she, there was no way she was giving up football and she was going to do whatever she had to do um, I remember when she'd done it when I seen her walking on it, I was like, oh, she's all right. She, she hasn't done too much damage, you know. And what, then it was, wasn't until after that that I realised, like, that the ligaments and stuff take so long. You know, I couldn't believe when they said, oh, she was going to be 12 months out. We had a few um, tough conversations over the times that she was injured. And it was very difficult to see her in that kind, of, that kind of state. As a mother, it was hard for me because I knew how she felt about football. And although it was in my head, I never really said, you know, is this the end? Is, is, is this it, you know? Um, I knew if anyone could pull through it, that it would be her. Because her mentality is just so elite, so much different than anyone else's, that if anyone was going to go through it, it, it would be her. And she's on it over and over again. <laughs> you know, to do it once and come back is hard enough. But to do it three times, well, four times now... It's just crazy. I just don't know where she gets her strength from. When she got back into it and she got back into the Ireland team again, I was just like, this, this, she's an alien. Like, she's an absolute alien. You know, she's such a strong woman. 
determined you have to be yeah just being able to probably prove myself wrong not anybody else because to be fair it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks but to prove myself wrong to prove that I could do it to prove that I could get to, to that level was probably the best feeling it just made me proud as a punch seeing her out there with that jersey on and with a smile on her face made me and the whole family were just nothing but proud when um, she was called up for the for, for the women's side her mum rang me um, and told me all about it and I was just so excited for her. Oh it was um, yeah it was fantastic absolutely fantastic I mean I couldn't believe it. The, the, it's uplifting the euphoric the euphoric feeling I get when, um, whenever she goes onto the pitch but that first time it was like a, a jaw-dropping moment kind of thing and um, as I kind of got older I realised the magnitude of, of, of her putting the jersey on um, the first time never mind again and again and again. That's my sister. When we seen her, seen her play for the first time, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Oh she was God. so young, wasn't she, ma'am? So young. She was so young, she didn't even have her bun. That's how young she yeah, was. She was yeah. bunless. And um, I don't think you'll ever see Rihanna without a bun. Yeah. But um, um, what you call it, uh, at the end of the match, they had won the match, and uh, she was able to pitch, and she seen where we were, and she ran up all the steps. All of us, the whole, <laughs> of us, as the whole family was up there mm. to see that. But it was a game in Tala that she played in, and she was so delighted to be on the field. That was Rihanna. Rihanna wants to play for her country, but she wants to play football. But she was so proud, she was so happy, because there was times when Rihanna maybe felt that maybe she wasn't going to get there, you know, through injuries and through everything else. Scored one goal in, in a senior shirt, and at the time it was at a in kind of a record attendance at Tala Stadium in, in that Ukraine game where I got a goal and two assists and we won the game 3-2. That was Vera's first game. And I think just the feeling of having my family in the stadium, um, my brothers, my cousins, my aunties, all travelling up from, from Wexford to see me and to be able to go over to them after that game is a surreal experience because you're on top of the world um, at that point literally on top of the world and to have my family there to support me and to see me to have my two brothers in the crowd was just a moment that that I'll never forget and hopefully we can we can relive that again <laughs> well you know I, I have to say that she she probably could have chosen to play for England you know if her sort of path player pathway had been different but um I've got a bit of Irish in me, you know, so I'm all happy with the with her representing Ireland. Everybody wants their own to do well. And, you know, while you're looking at players from different counties and different areas in Ireland, it's great because they're wearing the green jersey. But when it's one of your own, I mean, I can remember when, when it happened and in Wexford and people were talking about it. I mean, it was just... And, you know, you feel like it's a privilege that you were working with her at the time. And now when you see how she's, how she's developed and how she's grown, I mean, it was... It's, it's, a, it's a privilege to see any player getting it, but Rihanna was special in Wexford because she's just so well-known and she always has time for everybody. And that was the big thing with Rihanna. Rihanna's a superstar, but she doesn't act like a superstar. Especially, especially in the World Cup, um, being a starting striker for Ireland in the, in the other games is, uh, is one thing, but in the World Cup, I, I, I think, well, uh, me, and, me and my mum are very emotional people, so I'll probably just bawl a cry, to be honest with you. Um, but if, if I was be able, be able to watch her in the World Cup and even if her step on the pitch, she would be unbelievable. Just uh, euphoric times two, I'd say. It's better than me and Tala, especially if it's in Australia. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to have her back, obviously, just around in, in general. But uh, I can't wait to be able to see a player on a regular basis again. And I think that's exactly what she needs at the moment, is just to get back playing, get back and join the game, get back in around her family. 
And yeah, I think she'll just push on from here again. Oh, she deserves it. You know, she really deserves it. I think I, I think it took me so long to make up their, their mind over in. Now, maybe it's wrong, I don't know much about it. Well, she's I coming would, out of injury now anyway, Mum. Yeah, she's coming yeah. from England now. Yeah. She's got to be here with us. Um, but that's uh, been something. I remember when she was young as well, and it was it was foot, it was World Cup fever. I'm not sure what year it was, but Ireland had I think we got in, and every child wanted an Irish jersey, and I had three of them mine, so I tried to save the money up to get them a jersey each, and they all went down and they had they got their jerseys, and we got Keen put on the back. I'm not sure if that was Robbie or Roy, but it was one of them anyway. There was Keen on the back. So on the Saturday, Rihanna said to me, Mum, can I take my jersey down and get my name on it, or get the name on it? And I said, yeah, of course you can. I give her the money. And she went down, and when she come up, she took it out. And when she took it out, it had Jarrett on the back. So if that wasn't a gnomon, I don't know what was. And Connolly actually wore that same jersey that same night in Tallow when she went on. She, he had her jersey that she, she bought with, with Jarrett on, put Jarrett on the back. Everybody else had keen, she had Jarrett on the back. OTB Sports, in partnership with Carlsberg 00. The best tasting 00 beer in the world? Probably. Always drink responsibly. Get the facts. Be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie.